Welcome to the Big Ten Review Show podcast. I'm Josh with my co-anchor Mario. Mario, has there been anything going on in uh, Big Ten this week? What's up, Josh? Um, not, you know what? There hasn't really been any big breaking news in the Big Ten, has there? Unless no, I missed something. It's been super quiet. Just kidding for all the listeners out there. I think it's pretty clear that there has been a lot going on at uh, the University of Michigan, not just the University of Michigan football team, but really the entire Big Ten. Um, but it all is surrounded by uh, Michigan and, and a lot of alleged rumors going on right now. It's a lot, man. I know we mentioned it on the podcast last week. It's kind of like a drip feed right now. We're getting new information, uh, new you know news leaks uh, weekly. Um, it's interesting. I'll say that it, it's interesting. I'm kind of, kind of getting tired of it, to be honest. I'd rather that them, you know, just settle this on the field, but, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think we have a choice. I, I don't think so either, but I am excited to see Michigan this week cause they got a big football game coming up, but you're right. It, there's, it was a drip beat. Actually, this week is, is unique because the last couple weeks it has been uh, very much uh, a focus on Michigan and the scandal that that is perceived to have occurred uh, allegedly, and now it seems like the the roles have reversed, and uh, Michigan seems to be on the offensive a little bit, right? And so, um, yeah, today there was some some news, and today as we record this, I, this you know could be a day later, but news of a really uh, big law firm that Michigan is is working with there's um a, a lot of discussion around a potential suspension of um of the head coach of the michigan wolverines jim harbaugh which would be unprecedented there's a lot that's going on and michigan seems to be gearing up for a battle you know what you, you talked about the possible potential suspension of their head coach jim harbaugh uh, i'm seeing a lot of stuff too people talking about a potential postseason ban for michigan um that's not something I would agree with. Look, if they broke the rules, if Harbaugh did something um, that he shouldn't have done, which it almost looks like he did, who knows? Um, I don't think you can punish the players. And if you ban them from the postseason, you're you're punishing those players, right? It's not fair um, to them. Absolutely. Even if you suspend Harbaugh, it's not fair to the players, right? Um, if you want to penalize Harbaugh and not punish the players, you impose a, a really big fine on Jim Harbaugh. You impose uh, even better. You impose a big fine on the University of Michigan. That's what you should do. Yeah, you know it's interesting because you talk about not harming the players, and I don't know how this isn't harming the players when, like, there there was clearly a, a PI firm that has gone after this and and really disrupted what these players are trying to do. It, they're having a special season, right? They're playing really good football, and they're not the only team in the Big Ten that's doing that. But they're just. I, you know, I, I use that as an example because I'm sitting there reading through um, a, a different social media platforms, and there was a talking head that comes out and says um, that J.J. McCarthy should not be allowed on the Heisman ballot because of what's occurring. And I'm like, how can you even That's say that? Like, that, absolutely ridiculous. That, sh- that person shouldn't even be allowed to 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 be to have a social media at that point. Like, it, it's it's ridiculous, and I think. We've gotten. I'm with you. I'm so sick of it because it's gotten so big. In in my opinion here, Mario, let the the process go through. If we find out after an investigation, extensive uh, uh, investigation, that Michigan was solely the only team to do this, and they broke rules, 
and they did it the wrong way. Well, you know what? Go back later. You vacate those wins. You do it. You you find the team. You do whatever you have to do. But right now, there's a lot of smoke that other teams are potentially doing this, and I'm not gonna go after any of these teams. And um, it also feels like a heavy media presence with this PI firm that I I don't feel comfortable saying we can do anything until we back off and we get all the facts. Because right now, Michigan, what they're doing from from everything I read from sources from my sources and 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 here is Michigan's like going to battle this. And if they 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 sue the Big Ten or they fight with the Big Ten, like the real reality is, this is going to go to court. And I'm not going to act like I'm a lawyer, but I know what discovery is. And when you do discovery, that's where you you open a can of worms and. If Michigan's not willing to back down, I'm, I'm not sure that they have as much in their 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 skeletons in their closet. And I, I think if you start investigating, you know, Big Ten and all these other schools, there might be other things that we don't want to see. So I think what's clear to me in all of this is uh, this isn't good for the Big Ten. None of this is good for the Big Ten because now we're going to keep opening cans of worms. And, and, and I don't think that anyone is benefiting from this in the end. Right. Are you seeing that? Absolutely. Going back a step, though, we got to give Michigan due process, right? It's weird to me. It's odd. It's unusual that uh, people on television, people with platforms are are calling for a postseason ban, right? When you haven't given Michigan the due process, right? Um, I don't know. You said you didn't want to mention some of these other teams, but there is news coming out that teams are allegedly stealing signs from Michigan, right? In other teams, it's not just Michigan. They're stealing signs from other Big Ten teams. So I, I don't know. Like you said, it, it's not a good look for the Big Ten. It, it's kind of a, a dark cloud over the Big Ten's head right now. And uh, I don't know. I just want to get back to the games on Saturdays. That's that's Me what too. I'm looking forward to. I want the, I want the talk to be of what happened between J.J. McCarthy and Drew Aller on Saturday instead of what Jim Harbaugh allegedly did you know, in the past. So, or, or didn't do, there's the thing. We don't even know that he did it or didn't do it. Right. Like that's the issue with all of this. It's all alleged. It is, it is a strong media push, uh, towards, you know, it's, it's the hot topic. We talked about this last week. They need a story. This is the story right now and they're pushing for it. But I I just, I don't see it. And I feel like there, you know, there was rumors that the, the teams we were talking about that we were, uh, um, that potentially stole signs as well, um, that they, that information was given to a, a reporter and it didn't come out. Like they didn't share it because the media is trying to go with a certain narrative. Um, and I don't doubt that. I mean, we live in a world right now where the media controls every narrative. Um, but I, look, I think one thing that I'm learning from all of this is this is separating the people from, uh, the, we're, we're learning about the people who, have probably played football or paid attention to football from those that haven't because in in every single sport you are looking to get every edge possible in in baseball like if you can understand their signs you're maybe you can pick someone off that's trying to steal or you know in 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 football you're trying to figure out is are they running are they passing you probably don't know exactly what it is but you probably can navigate it like you you can tell me anything you want here but i'm willing to bet every team in some capacity is trying to decipher what the other team's doing whether that's through the signs or something else that's going on i mean look at and i'm gonna use one more example if we're looking when you're watching a football game you're trying to tip off based on what the the tackle sitting if the tackle is leaning back or the tackles is, is stepped has a step backwards or they're they're 
foot placement is closer together or their foot placement is further apart. You're trying to decipher if it's a run or a pass. I don't know in the grand scheme of things that this is really making that big of a difference. And I am so over hearing it all. Um, let's just play some football. Let's We got some good football this weekend. And I, I'm sick of hearing about things that are, in my in my opinion, uh, out of our control and shouldn't be talked about until until we get due process. Completely agree. Hey, let's do a 180 real quick. I, uh, before we get into our games for this week, uh, we did this a few weeks ago. It was fun. Um, I have a whole bunch of Big Ten overreactions here uh, that I put together this morning, Josh. Some of these are obnoxious. Uh, I want to get your take I on these. I am we can just do... shocked by that. I'm shocked that they're obnoxious. Let me I guess they have to do with Iowa. List. Some of them. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we can do rapid fire here because I have a few. Got it. Um, number one does not have to do with Iowa, but it's interesting. Uh, all right, so number one Big Ten overreaction, Maryland will not become bowl eligible this season. They started out the year 5-0, and looking really good, uh, but now they're sitting at 5-4, and four straight really bad losses. They have, uh, they have to win one of their last three games. They have Nebraska this week, who outside of last week versus Michigan State has been a little on a little bit of a roll, then Michigan, then Rutgers. What do you think? I think they win one, but man, I tell you what, September Maryland and October and November Maryland are two different teams. I don't understand it. They have not looked good. And I realize Penn State just beat them up, but I don't, I don't know if I'm Penn State. You probably built some confidence. Maryland, they're just not playing well. Yeah, it's rough. All right. Overreaction number two. Josh, if Iowa, here it is, if Iowa had a competent OC, and obviously weren't dealing with all the injuries they are right now, uh, given with how good their defense is, they would beat the East Division winner, whether it's Michigan or Ohio State at this point. Uh, what do you think? Overreaction. I think even if this team had uh, Kayla Williams in the USC offense, um, I do think the defense is complementary to, to this offense. Now, I mean, you could compliment this offense in any way you want if you just have a strong defense. But I do think it would depend on the situation. I don't think they have the horses on offense. That's fair. Uh, Follow-up on that one. Uh, Iowa will finish the regular season close to the top 10. They're number 22 right now. Uh, No. Overreaction. Okay. I think if they win their last three, they're probably top 15. You're saying if. And I agree. If they do, I don't think they will. I think they have Rutgers. Rutgers is a good football team. I, we can blast uh, Michigan for not playing a tough team all we want this year, but they beat Rutgers. Rutgers is a good team. Ohio State was challenged by them a little bit. That's a good football team. Illinois, Nebraska, not a bad football team. Don't knock them yet. True. All right, number three. Wisconsin has been the biggest disappointment in the Big Ten this season, even more so than Maryland recently, Purdue, Michigan State. They're 5-4, and four, uh, but I think you and I expected a lot more from this team. I, I think in our preseason podcast, we both had them right around 10-2. and two. What do you think? Disappointment, yes, not the biggest. Michigan State wins that one by a landslide. Fair. <laughs> Number four, J.J. McCarthy will win the Heisman Trophy if the Wolverines go undefeated. What do you think? Ooh. You know what? I just think with the narrative right now, I think it's really hard for him to get enough votes. So I'm going to say overreaction. I do think if they didn't have all this surrounding him, he's got a pretty good shot. If uh, if JJ wins it, is he getting booed when he walks across that stage? Ooh. I don't know. Would he get more booze there, or is Michigan going to get more booze this Saturday in uh, Happy Valley? 
All right, last one, number five. Penn State has a truly elite rushing attack. No, no, I'm just, no, I'm just no. kidding. I'm going back to our conversation <laughs> from last week. I'm like, how can we go um, back to this? <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I got. I, I think they have potential to get there, but that was fun. Um, I, I think you're, you got some crazy overreactions over here, though. Dude, I, look out. Iowa goes undefeated. They're, they're going to finish 12. They'll finish 12. I just don't know. Rutgers is not a bad football team. People keep like laughing at Rutgers because they're Rutgers, but like they're pretty decent. Wait, hang on, real quick. If Iowa goes undefeated, if they go undefeated, do they finish ahead of Penn State in the rankings? Uh, I think they do. If they go undefeated, probably. Well, I guess the last ranking comes out after the Big Ten championship. I think. I think what you will see is. Uh, Iowa will drop dramatically after the Big Ten Championship because whoever they play, one of those three teams is pro- like no offense to Iowa. Iowa's getting curb stomped by whatever three team, wh- whichever one of those three teams makes it. That's fair. Looking back at last week, we had a we had a pretty fun week last weekend in the Big Ten, right? It was not. I know you were not excited about it, but it was pretty good. And I'm going to give you kudos. I want to give you. I'm going to start off with saying kudos to Mario. Because you picked Indiana to beat Wisconsin. And, God, man, it's funny. I didn't pick them literally just because you did. Uh, and Indiana pulled it off. Like, they're not, they're playing good football for a 3-6 and six football team. And then I believe you called Illinois, if I'm not mistaken. I did, yeah. yeah. Minnesota needed that game. Um, but so did Illinois, right? Illinois needs to win now if they want to become bowl eligible. And I just thought they had to have that game. That was, that was huge on your part. I, I will say the biggest surprise of the weekend was Maryland just getting blasted by Penn State. I thought that would be a semi-competitive football game. It was not even close. What about uh, Michigan State upset Nebraska? Neither of us saw that coming. I didn't see that coming. Like, good. I, I hope they're getting back on track. I, the thing is, Nebraska has not been bad, right? They're five and four right now. I mean, they're not a bad football team by any means. That was a tough game for them to lose, though. And then I don't know. You saw my message on Saturday, right? With the offensive explosion in the second half of the Iowa Northwestern game. Yeah, that was the one I was going to uh, going to next. Iowa, though. First place in the West Division now, just just ahead of Minnesota. Um, you actually sent me. I'm gonna have to find it here real quick on my phone. You sent me a very interesting note last night uh, regarding this <laughs> Iowa defense, and this almost sounds unbelievable. Uh, real quick, USC has allowed in the last six games 265 points. Iowa in the past two seasons has allowed only 284 points. That doesn't even make sense. I don't know. I cannot wait. I wish I wish we could have a USC-Iowa game this year. I don't know what would happen in this football game. It, it would be insane. I don't know if like the world would end or something because these two teams are playing each other. They are on opposite sides of the spectrum. USC cannot stop anybody. And Iowa cannot move the football. I don't, I don't know what would happen. Yeah, I, I don't know that USC would be able to move the ball against Iowa's defense, and I don't know that Iowa's offense, with as bad as USC's defense is, would be able to move the ball on that defense either. It'd just be, I mean, it'd just be punts. It'd be a lot of punts. It'd be awful. I, I will tell you, I watched the Northwestern Iowa game. It was to, to the best of my ability. It was not easy. I had to stomach it. But like, there was a point. It was like second quarter, and it was zero zero at the half. 
to the surprise of literally nobody but you. Um, and it was like <laughs> Northwestern had like 20 yards and it's like late in the second quarter. And I'm just like watching this game. Like, what am I doing with myself? Why am I, why am I doing this? But I, I do enjoy it. The thing is, I, I think like I could be watching another game, but I enjoy watching these football games, but it's, it's painful. It is a painful watch. Is this a, is this Iowa defense, the new Georgia defense, right? Like we've seen how many 75 players off this Georgia defense get drafted in the last two years. You're seeing a lot of players get drafted off uh, uh, Iowa's defense too. Two first rounders last year, Jack Campbell, the Lucas Van Ness, uh, Cooper DeGene's going first round this year. That defense, is that's a solid unit. Right I there. think they're really good. I think comparing to Georgia, you should add that as an overreaction. I mean, Georgia has two first rounders on their at the defensive tackle position every year. So I don't know that I would say uh, that they're, they're, they're quite that caliber. And I also, to be honest with you, the Big Ten is stacked at defense right now. Michigan might be the best defense in football. You know who else might be? Ohio State. You know who else? Penn State. Like These are really stacked defenses this year. In in a uh, an entire conference where the offenses are not USC, let's just put it that way. They're closer to Iowa than they are USC. That is completely fair. Yeah, but we'll see. I look. The one thing I don't think we talked through. Look, Rutgers was up on Ohio State nine to seven, and Rutgers like shot themselves in the foot in the first half. They could have been up more against Ohio State, which was interesting. Ohio State wins thirty five to sixteen. Uh, by a, a dominant second half, putting up 28 points uh, compared to the seven from Rutgers. But Rutgers played a good first half. I, I think I messaged you and I was like, man, this is maybe it wasn't this weekend. I don't know. It was like kind of painful to watch Ohio State's first half uh, offense. Were you surprised that Ohio State stayed at number one in the, in the uh, CFP rankings this week? You know, I'm going to say no. And, and the reason being, I realized Georgia beat a really good Missouri football team. Actually, Missouri kind of played a better football game. I'm just going to tell you that after seeing it. They played a better football game. I think that plays into it. And realistically, Ohio State's resume is a little better. Right? They beat Penn State, and they beat Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame is faltering, and I think if Notre Dame loses another game, that kind of takes away from Ohio State. Um, however, I right now they have the best resume, but they aren't passing the eye test in my opinion. I, I I would I don't know I, I was a little surprised I, I were you yeah I, I thought Ohio State was going to drop back one spot I, I really did I, I thought Georgia was going to jump a spot um, after how rough Ohio State looked in that first half um, I don't know I, it just to me it's like why are we doing these CFP rankings if every time uh, the uh, the chairman comes on and says you know this list is fluid it's going to change weekly why are we starting this after week eight. I don't really know. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't because probably because there's not a lot of great football games early in the season. I don't know. Um, here's a, here's a question for you: If Michigan beats Penn State this week, and I say a big if because Happy Valley is one of the hardest places in the country to win. If Michigan beats Penn State, do they jump to one or two? I don't think so. I think they stay at three because I don't think Michigan can jump Georgia. And I don't think Michigan's going to jump Ohio State because then they would both have the same win. They'd both have the win over Penn State. And you still have that ranked Notre Dame win on Ohio State's resume. So I I think regardless uh, of a Michigan win this weekend, Michigan's not moving up. Unless unless you get an upset, unless Georgia loses or Ohio State gets upset. Well, Georgia plays 
plays plays uh Ole Miss. They play Ole Miss this weekend. So they could potentially catapult to one, right? That's a good game. That's where college game day is gonna be there this yeah. weekend. Or they could lose and fall out. Here's I think they can jump Ohio State. And the only reason I say that is Ohio State beat Penn State twenty to twelve. It wasn't really I thought Ohio State had control of the game really from from the get go for the most part, but it was at home. And I think style points matter a little bit. If Michigan were to go to Happy Valley and win by a similar score or more, maybe. And Michigan's favored this upcoming weekend by about four to five. And I, I mean, I I don't know if that means Jim's playing or Jim's going to be there or not, or if they're unsure. Vegas isn't sure, but Vegas knows all. Um, I think that's the only way maybe Michigan jumps up, in my opinion. But you're probably right. So I'm looking at the MPI right now. I, I forgot that Georgia had that Ole Miss game. Uh, Georgia wins that one. They're uh, one comfortably. They're one. Yeah, they're jumping. And then I think you have Ohio State two, Michigan three, Florida State four. If everything holds. Well, we'll see. You know what the best part of this all is? We What's get to that? find out. We get to find out this weekend because we got some good football. This is, in my opinion. Probably top two weekends that we've had so far this year. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Well, look, I, one last game we didn't hit on, and then I want to take a break, Mara, and jump into our games, was the Purdue-Michigan game. If you did watch it, right, this was the first game back for Michigan after all the allegations, a really rough bye week. You and I talked about the week off and spoiler makers, and from the minute the game started, it was it was all Michigan and they went up 17 nothing but they kind of had like a lull in the middle and in credit Ryan Walters I thought he did some really great things on defense with mixing up coverages and 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 throwing off JJ a little bit but Michigan did have a little bit of a a, a shaky game so it'll be interesting to see if they take that into Penn State or if they kind of shake the cobwebs off because we've talked about Jim Harbaugh and his teams tending to struggle after some time off yeah, it's weird. It's it's like the opposite of what it should be. They always struggle after after some time off. And um, I don't know. Ryan Walters is a, is a hell of a defensive coach. I I think Purdue is going to be a really good program here in a few years. Let him get a few recruiting classes under his belt. Uh, let him coach those guys up. Um, yeah, he did a good job on JJ there in the middle of the game. But yeah, I mean Michigan won big as expected. Um, I don't know. I'm curious to see how they come out this week in Happy Valley. I think they're going to come out firing. I think those players are going to want to, we'll talk about it here in a minute, but I think those players are going to want to play for Harbaugh. I think they're going to want to kind of show the world, you know. Well, I tell you what. Doubt us, make us the villains. Let's, what's gonna happen. let's take a break. Let's come back because I'm with you, and I think we want to talk about this game in depth. That's the, the premier game of the week in the Big Ten, but why don't we take a short break? Let's do it. And we are back. We have some good football. And Mara, you're already jumping in. You're excited about it. But the the reality is we have one of the best games of the week with number three Michigan traveling to Beaver Stadium in Happy Valley to play number 10 Penn State. What are you looking at here? Yeah, I couldn't contain myself. Uh, this is a hell of a matchup. Um, I'm going to say the same thing I said last week, though, uh, for the Penn State-Maryland game. I, I would have been a lot more excited for this game, you know, Michigan-Penn State, a, a few weeks back. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm still really, really excited for this game, Josh, but I, I just, what we've seen the last few weeks from Penn state has been a little alarming. If we're, if we're just being honest, right uh, now, they're still doing great. They're a top 10 ranked team in the country. They're eight and one, but uh, we've seen now two out of the last three weeks, their defenses, their defense has been torched uh, more specifically their secondary, right? Uh, I mean, they got torched versus Ohio state. Uh, they got torched by Indiana. 
that can't happen. Uh, and now they're coming into a game going up against who I've been arguing is the number one team in the country, uh, a team with one of the top quarterbacks in the country, a team with one of the best backfields in the country, uh, with a combination of Corman Edwards, uh, and a team with what I think is a very underrated receiving core. Uh, we talked a lot about Roman Wilson on last week's podcast, but they also have guys like Cornelius Johnson, Colston Loveland, AJ Barner. Uh, they have a lot of those guys on that offense that can make plays. Uh, I, I think this has a chance to be a very long day for Penn State's defense. Um, and, and one thing we talked about a few weeks back, uh, right before that Penn State Ohio State game, James Franklin does not win these games. He, he just doesn't. He, he's been really good at beating the not so good teams in the Big Ten, but uh, outside of that 2016 season, he can't beat Ohio State and he can't beat Michigan. Um, I, I think this is going to be a fun game. I, I think we're obviously going to learn a little more about each of these teams. And I think the key matchup in this game is going to be Michigan's front seven and the rush defense going up against a really good Penn State offensive line and rushing attack. What are your thoughts here? You know, if I'm Michigan, there's one thing I'm doing. I'm selling out on that run. I, I, it's not an elite rushing attack like you swear by. But I don't know that Penn State, they haven't proven yet, that they're going to be able to air it out. And Drew Aller, I'm I'm impressed by Drew Aller, but when he's off his spot, he's he hasn't been as great as you as you'd hope. But he's a young quarterback, so he's, he's going to improve on that. There's no doubt. He's going to be a, a fantastic player. Um, if Michigan can stop the run, it could be really tough, really really tough for uh, for Penn State because the Michigan secondary is also coming to form a little bit. It seems like. And, and I think that's the real testament here. I think Michigan can move the football. If, if I'm looking at comparison the two teams, Michigan's defense appears to be elite. Penn State's defense appears to be elite, right? Like, it's kind of a toss-up there. One, two, three, wherever they land. Penn State's offense, I'd say above average. Not bad, not great, above average. Michigan's offense, good to great, right? And, and the thing is, you can have toss-ups in games like this where you have – the crowd in it, it's going to be really hostile for Michigan. It's not a crowd you want to play in. Um, but I think you trust J.J. McCarthy a little more than you trust Drew Aller. And I think you trust that you have some receivers for Michigan that maybe Penn State hasn't proven to have, you know, whether that's the tight ends. And the running backs, while I love uh, Singleton and Catron Allen, Corman Edwards are uh, – the best. Realistically, they're they're the best duo you can have in football. Um, so I, I'm with you. I think Michigan is the better football team. I just think Happy Valley is the hardest place and one of the hardest places in sports. I really do. And so this is going to be really fun. But can we agree on something here? Can we can we get like a night game instead of these big noon kickoffs? Can we do big big noon or big seven o'clock kickoffs? Like can we just change it up a little bit? <laughs> You know what's crazy? You know what the worst part is? And I agree with you. The worst part is that Fox seems to just jam as many commercials in as possible, right? Uh, and, and they're like elongated commercial breaks. So this is going to be a four-hour game, but it, it, it'll be it'll be worth it. This is going to be a fun game. This is a great matchup. Uh, I'm Speaking of commercials, I've like determined how they do it now. They're going to kick it off. You're going to see drives from both teams without a commercial. They sell it to you. Like You're not going to have commercials. And then it's commercial after commercial after commercial after commercial. Oh, someone is injured or laid down commercial. You kick off commercial or you know touchdown commercial, kick off commercial. Like, you're right. Um, there's a lot. And it's not just Fox. It's 
the reality is it's every single uh, corporation right now. It's crazy because they, they shorten the game time, but they haven't really shortened the game time because they filled it with commercials. It's a it's obnoxious. This is going to be a great football game, though, between two really good football teams. You Look, Penn State hasn't impressed you, but guess what? They're a top 10 football team, and all metrics tell you they're a top 10 football team. They might be top seven. So uh, I think this is going to be a really good football game. I, I, it is a toss-up. Um, in my opinion, it is a four Michigan currently is a four and a half point favorite that has wavered in a big way. Michigan to start the week was seven and then to start the season, it was much lower. Um, and with the stuff with Jim Harbaugh right now, is he going to be on the sideline? Is he not? I think those things all matter a lot, but I tell you what, all I want to see is a really good football game. Completely agree. Can't disagree with a a single thing you said there. Well, that is our big noon game. How about our other noon game? We have two noon games beyond that one, but uh, I, I know all eyes will be on Michigan, Penn State. Let's just be real with with everything going on. But we also have Indiana at three and six going to Champaign to play Illinois, who's four and five here. Um, Indiana's been playing some pretty decent football, I think, surprising some teams, and Illinois is pulling off some wins that I'm not sure that everybody expected. Yeah, I mean, so I think this is going to be a good matchup. And really, I had a tough time this morning when I was going through these games and trying to decide who I was going to pick here. Uh, Illinois is the home favorite, but I mean, uh, we're starting to see some late life from this Indiana team. They're showing a lot of fight lately. Um, They put up a really good fight against Penn State, and then they beat a pretty decent Wisconsin team last week. And I think they were, what, a double-digit underdog versus the Badgers. Um, Soresby is really improving quickly at quarterback for Indiana. He's been impressing me. Uh, the play calling has been a lot better since they made the change at OC. Uh, I just like what I'm seeing from Indiana right now. And I didn't realize this, Josh. Um, do you know how close some of these Illinois games have been? Right, They've all literally been right down to the wire. I'm going through their schedule this morning. Uh, they're four and five. Uh, they beat Toledo by two points. They beat FAU by six points. They beat Maryland by three. And then they beat Minnesota by one point. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I watch them and they clearly they're, they're missing Tommy DeVito. They're missing Chase Brown. Um, that front seven hasn't really shown up like we thought it would this year. Anyways, I, I think this has a very high likelihood of being a close game. What do you think? Yeah, I think it'll be a tight football game. I don't, I don't know who I'm in favor of yet, to be honest with you. And I'm, I'll be honest, I don't know that I'm super excited about this game. Just, just be fully transparent. Um, but it should be an interesting game nonetheless. All right, next game at noon: Maryland five and four, Nebraska five and four, going to Lincoln. Maryland's favored in this one, and Maryland has been not playing their best football. And and guess what? This one's on Peacock. So if you want to watch it, you're going to have to pull up a different stream on a different app and, and watch it through there. What are you looking at in this one? Uh, Maryland needs this one. We talked about it earlier, but they, they need this one because they still have Michigan and Rutgers. So, I mean, if they want to become bowl eligible, they got to beat Nebraska this week. Um, I mean, really, it's been a rough few weeks for each of these teams. I mean, we talked about it earlier, but uh, Maryland, four straight losses now. Lost to Ohio State, Illinois, Northwestern, and Penn State. Uh, their defense has been horrible, literally horrible. Uh, they're giving up an average of 37 points per game in those four losses. Uh, they're just kind of falling apart right now. I don't know, man. Um, Nebraska has maybe looked a little better. I know they're 3-2 and two in their last five, but they just lost to Michigan State last week, which was a really disappointing loss for this team. I will say this, just looking at this matchup here, uh, Nebraska's got the better defense. They, they seem to be a little better coached right now. Uh, maybe they got a little more momentum as well. Uh, I mean, both these teams right now are playing for the bowl eligibility. I, I think this is going to be tough for whichever team loses this one. What are your thoughts? 
You know, agreed. Both these teams need this football game. And they they both have winning records. They're both on track to uh, potentially make a bowl. I think this one means more to Maryland, but you, I don't know. I, I, I don't know at the end of the day. I, just off the cuff, did you hear what Matt Rule, this is all alleged, I, I believe there's a quote of it, what he said about the Michigan game and the Michigan scandal and, and, and everything like that? Uh, no, but I'm guessing it's going to be very something very similar to what Ryan Walter said. It was it was something along the lines of, and I'm I'm looking for the quote right now, but it was it was talking about, you know, realistically, and, and he's not wrong with this. Nebraska has played some games, and like, just some things have not gone their way. They've been super tight games, some things that just haven't worked out. They could easily have another two wins on their schedule. But then he mentioned. At the end of that quote, like, and another one of our team, the teams that we played had our signed or something like that. And it was Jeez. like, and this is all paraphrasing. And and I guess it hit a chord with me. And, it, and it's not because, like, I'm a fan of any particular team, but they, it was a 45 to 7 game. And I think about, like, if I'm at work and a coworker's like, oh, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. I'm like, just, just figure it out. Like, just do it, right? Like, um, no excuses for it. If you lose 45 to 7, uh, there is no sign-stealing scandal that is occurring unless you directly have their plays, like, downloaded into your iPad that is going to help you win by 38 points. There's just – it's not going to happen. Um, and, and so I, I kind of laugh at that a little bit, and, and I, I brush it off because I'm, I'm a believer in Matt Rule. He, he's doing some really good stuff at Nebraska – um, but I had to bring it up. I didn't know if you had saw it. No, I didn't see that. It's a, I don't know. It's just obnoxious because it, Ryan Walters had uh, very similar, you know, quotes, uh, when he was talking about their, uh, matchup versus Michigan. So I don't know. I don't know. Look, everybody is looking about gasoline on a fire right now. Can maybe the reporters and the media should stop asking. I, I don't know. But yeah, right. I'm, I'm teasing. That doesn't happen at three 30 though. We have the two best offenses in football going at it. Rutgers heads to Kinnick to play Iowa with a solid over under of 28 and a half offensive shootout. What are you looking at here, Mar? So this should be an interesting game. Um, before you mentioned 28, I, I didn't look at the totals this morning. I was assuming it was going to be low. I, I actually had a guess here that it was going to be 27. Uh, so I was close. Wow, um, both these teams, uh, really good defenses. I, I honestly rank, we, we talked about the elite defenses in this conference earlier. I put Iowa right up there with Michigan and Ohio State this year. Um, Iowa needs this game. I mean, they're holding down that number one spot in the West right now. Uh, they have a pretty light schedule the rest of the way. If they can get through this Rutgers team, uh, the only thing that's stopping them from winning the West would be games against Illinois and Nebraska. I, I will say this. Uh, they got to play better on offense this week than they did last week versus Northwestern because I just don't think 10 points is going to win them the game here this week. Uh, Deacon Hill, he had 65 yards passing last week. Got to be better. Um, this is going to be a tough game to pick, too. What are you thinking, Josh? You know, <laughs> this is going to be... I'm actually excited about this because I think both of these defenses are good. Uh, and I, I mean that. Not bad. Well... Offenses aren't strong, but I do think the defenses are just good. This could be a fun 3:30 game to watch. Gavin Wimsat has—he's uh, been underwhelming. When they run him, he does really well. You know, he'll have flashes of of being really great through the air, and then flashes of being really not great through the air. Um, 
but I, I, I'm a believer in Rutgers, man. I, I really am. Kinnick's a tough place to win, but Rutgers is a good football team. This is going to be this is going to be a tight football game. I think 28 points. I mean, you're saying two teams are putting up 14 apiece, uh, and then some, like maybe a 17-14 finish. I don't, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I'd go under. I'd go I mean, under for this 21. Four, four defensive touchdowns. I, I, being honest here, does Wimsat throw a pick six and that adds seven? I don't know how that works. I'm, I'm probably with you. We are not again giving any gambling advice. We do not gamble, but. Uh, I'm probably looking under on that one. Speaking of 3:30, we got Minnesota five and four. When Purdue, I know you said they're doing some good things. They're two and seven. Uh, they are the favorite in this game, though, in West Lafayette, which is interesting. Um, I, you know, both these teams are frustrating. Uh, Minnesota doesn't have an offense. Purdue doesn't have a defense. I would love it if, uh, you know, Purdue's head coach, Ryan Walters, would stop whining about Michigan. I think that would be great. Um, Minnesota needs this game. It's important for them to stay in that Big Ten West race. They're, they're right behind Iowa um, right now. Uh, I think they're a game behind. Uh, I, I think Minnesota's defense is significantly better. I, I think they have the edge in the running game. Uh, and Purdue has proven this season they cannot win at home. I don't know, man. What do you think? Oh, man. And man. I, I don't know. I don't know these teams. <laughs> um, I'm I'm a little shocked that Purdue's favored, but Minnesota's offense has just been abysmal this year, and their defense has played good football. They have not been been strong. I, I guess, you know, I, I'm with you. I think Ryan Walters. We, we've got to limit what we're saying at this point. Let's just move forward. But Minnesota continues to kind of kind of stumble a little bit, and and I. I could see Purdue trying to steal a couple wins here to end the year and on a strong note. This is probably one of those games they can do it. So I, I think if there's a game that Purdue wins, it's, it's probably here. I don't know. It's, it's close. There's a lot of games this week that are, are, are pretty difficult to pick. So this one should be another interesting one. And my team that I picked for the West, I was so ready, so ready to send you a message if they won uh, last week was Northwestern. I really wanted them to win and end up winning the West. I was just all for it. And, you know, 20 yards of offense isn't going to get you there. Uh, but Northwestern plays Wisconsin this week at 3.30 in Camp Randall. Wisconsin's a pretty big favorite at 9.5, um, which I'm a little shocked by because Wisconsin hasn't exactly been, like you said, uh, they've been a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, I don't understand why Wisconsin is such a big favorite in this game, right? They, they lost their last two. They look terrible on offense. Their running backs are all hurt. Uh, they have a ton of injuries at key positions. They're not getting good play at quarterback. Uh, and here at the MPI, Josh, we've discovered a pattern with these Northwestern games. Um, I don't have a catchy name for it yet. I'm just calling it the Northwestern pattern. Um, I hope I did this right. Uh, if you follow the pattern, Josh, Northwestern should win this game. I'll explain. Uh, and you can follow along at home if you'd like. Uh, look at Northwestern's schedule so far. Look at the pattern. Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, <laughs> loss, win, loss. They have they have alternated losses and wins all year up to this point. They do not have back-to-back wins, and they don't have back-to-back losses yet. So if you just follow the pattern, their last game was a loss, so they should win this game. I'm joking around a little bit, obviously. but uh, Wisconsin's Are you joking, though? Wisconsin's kind of owned Northwestern, right? The, the past two seasons, 77 to 14 combined. 
Uh, but I don't know, man. Uh, Northwestern's playing really well right now. They've been competitive. They're playing feisty. Uh, they beat Minnesota and Maryland as huge underdogs. Almost beat Iowa last week. Uh, I don't know who I'm picking in this game at this point. Uh, I did see something interesting. I saw Tanner Mordecai might be returning for this game. He's questionable. Personally, I think he's still a few weeks away. What do you think? Oh, man. You know what? How can I argue with win-loss, 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 win-loss? That's that's all I can say. That that's that's a scientific investigation done by you. You are uh, uh, that's a good one. Actually, I'm Thank a big you. fan of Northwestern. I'm not sold on Wisconsin right now. Uh, so I kind of feel you on this. I think it's possible that Northwestern pulls this off in Camp Randall. That'd be huge. That would be that'd be that'd be. Have you told us both uh, before the season that what is this week eleven that uh, Northwestern would have a chance against this Wisconsin team? We would have thought you were you were insane. You told me they were not going to win any football games this year. I picked them at one and eleven. So, wow. Yeah, I was That's wrong. Way off. That's I really. Was way off. You kind of have to write a letter to Northwestern before they even finish the season, saying I apologize. Didn't you pick them at two and ten? Look, let's not point fingers at other people right now. You got to look at yourself and 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 write a letter, man. That's insulting. At seven thirty, though, we got a game, and I I think looking at the beginning of this year, this is a game you kind of would circle and go, "Oh yeah, I can't wait for this." And now you you are trying to get like that eraser that erases pen or marker because I don't think you want to circle this game because I don't think this is going to be pretty. Michigan State goes to Columbus to play the Ohio State Buckeyes, who have now gotten their name in the news a little bit. And I'm going to be honest, if I'm the Ohio State, I'm a little I'm a little upset that my name even got mentioned. Well, there's more to the whole story. We don't know it, but they might be using that as some fuel. And unfortunately for Michigan State, they might be taking the brunt of it. Yeah, I mean, we can be quick with this one. I, I mean, no disrespect to Ohio State. I, I just think they're going to absolutely melt down Michigan State on Saturday. Um, I know Ohio State looked a little rough last week versus Rutgers. We talked about it. And I know Michigan State somehow pulled off the upset over Nebraska, but... I'm sorry, Michigan State has no chance in this game. I, I think we're going to see a lot on offense uh, from this Ohio State team. I think McCord is going to have a big day. I, I think Ohio State's running game is going to put up big numbers against the Spartans. Uh, and I think their defense is going to shut down everything that Michigan State is going to want to do. Uh, I, I just think Ohio State's too good right now. I think they're going to keep cruising into that matchup uh, versus the Wolverines in a few weeks. What are your thoughts here, Josh? Ooh, just taking the heat to uh, Michigan State. Ouch. I have a question for you. You say Ohio State is going to just unload at Michigan State. Do you remember, gosh, maybe two years ago where Michigan State played Ohio State? They were both top five, if I'm not mistaken, and Michigan State's secondary got exposed, and they got just the doors blown off of them, and, and they were losing. I think they lost by 50-something. Do you remember yes, that game? Yes, absolutely. Is it worse or better than that? It's a great question. Um, I think it's going to be a push. I think it's gonna. We're gonna see the, the exact same thing this weekend. Yeah. Well, I, I, for what it's worth, I don't know that Ohio State has the offense to do that again. However, I think their defense is just gonna completely shut down the Spartans. But the Spartans are coming off a win, so you know if there's a time to build momentum, it's now. Um, we'll see. We'll see. McCord continues to be efficient. I'm excited. Every week I get to watch Ohio State, I feel better about this team i feel like they're they're on the right track and that showdown i'm just going to share right now before we make our picks that showdown in ann arbor between ohio state and michigan regardless of what happens leading up to that that is going to be must 
watch TV. Must watch. With everything going on right now and all the accusations flying both ways, that is must watch TV. And that might be, I'm, I'm not exaggerating, that might be the biggest game in the rivalry ever, especially if both these teams are undefeated going in. That might be the biggest rivalry because it'll be one versus two or two versus three, whatever that looks like with a lot, a lot, a lot of hate going into that game. Yeah, it just keeps stopping itself each season. I, I will go back to Ohio State real quick. Uh, they did look rough, right? The first maybe two, three weeks of the season. Uh, I, I think a big part of that was that offensive line, right? Don't don't forget they lost three offensive linemen to the NFL draft. Uh, as the season's been progressing, that offensive line has started to gel. They're getting more comfortable. You see McCord getting a little more time in the pocket. He's getting more comfortable back there. He's able to hit some of his big targets, uh, like Marvin Harrison Jr., like Fleming, like Ibuka. Um I don't know. I, I think they're really starting to gel at the right time. And like you said, that game against Michigan is going to be insane. It's going to be can't miss. Uh, and everybody's here for it. Well, for what it's worth, I, they're gelling. And I agree the offensive line. I think McCord, though, isn't quite C.J. Stroud. And, and that's nothing against McCord. But, I mean, I still remember the season ending and telling you, like, C.J. Stroud is going to be a stud in the NFL. And look get at out him here. now. No, get he out of here. on fire. Get out of here. You are all about Bryce him. Young. You are all over Bryce Young. And I told you, I told you C.J. Stroud Who, was going to be. Bryce Young? Yeah. I'm just. Let's no, get to dude, the picks. You, you just, I can't believe you were so against C.J. Stroud. Get out of here. Let's get to the picks, Mar. We have our first game of the week, and it is the game to watch this week. Number three, Michigan going to Beaver Stadium against Penn State. Who you got? I'm taking Michigan in this game. I think this has a chance to be close in the first half, but really I think Michigan will pull away and win this one comfortably. I think Michigan unloads. I Look, Penn State is going to be angry after last year. They're going to be angry about all this going on, but man, who, between Michigan and who they want to play right now and all the issues going on, I don't want to play against Michigan. This is unfortunate for Penn State that this is when they get Michigan. Michigan by a large amount. Indiana at Illinois. This was a tough one for me, um, but I'm sticking with my gut here. I'm, I'm taking Indiana. Uh, they've been on a little bit of a roll. Their offense is starting to pick it up, and, and I like the Hoosiers here. I'm also taking Indiana. I think they got it. I think they're figuring it out. They are the best three-win team in the country. Indiana wins. Maryland at Nebraska. I really don't know what this one. Um, I'm going to take Maryland, but I, I don't feel good about it. Taking Nebraska, and I, it's kind of the same answer. Can I say that? I take Nebraska, and I don't feel good about it? All right. Rutgers at number 22, Iowa and Kinnick. I'm changing my pick. After we, after we talked it through, I'm changing my pick. I'm taking Iowa. I had Rutgers this morning. I wrote down Rutgers this morning. I'm changing it. I'm taking Iowa. I just think that defense is too good. I, I don't think Rutgers is going to be able to score double digits. I don't think that Iowa's going to be able to score unless their defense does it. I'm taking Rutgers, man, and I've, I'm, I'm hammering the ender. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know if I can do that or how do you do that. I don't know if the state allows it, but I'm taking the enter uh, Rutgers in, in a, a close one that is actually a blowout. Minnesota at Purdue. I'm taking Minnesota. Uh, Purdue's not a very good team right now, and Minnesota needs this one to stay in the Big Ten West race, so I'm taking the Golden Gophers. I'm taking the Golden Gophers myself. Northwestern at Camp Randall to play Wisconsin. I'm going to take Wisconsin here. I, I don't know why, but I'm taking the I wanted to take Northwestern, but I'm taking the Badgers, Josh. I'm just going to be stubborn now. I'm running with Northwestern. Let's go, Northwestern. Win this division somehow. Michigan State 
going to Ohio Stadium in Columbus. Who you got? I'm going to repeat what I said about two minutes ago. I think Ohio State is going to absolutely melt down Michigan State on Saturday. I have the Buckeyes huge in this game. It is tune-up time. If you are the Buckeyes, you have one more game on the schedule circle. You get a tune-up against Michigan State. You get to tune-up against Minnesota, who do not play vastly different um, games than Michigan. If you played Rutgers, you played Wisconsin, you're tuning up for Michigan this year because you're the underdog right now. This is Ohio State, not super big, but enough where they're in control the whole game. You don't really doubt the score. They're just getting comfortable to keeping it vanilla, but Michigan or Ohio State wins. It's going to be a fun week, man. I'm going to be texting you come 12-15 Saturday. Can I just share? I hope it's a fun week of football. I'm just – can we stop talking about stuff that's not football? Not you and I, but can the media – can we stop talking about – the non-football stuff until we can get some some solid stuff going on. I'm so sick of hearing it. It's not going to happen. I have a prediction, too. I, I think we get a bombshell Friday afternoon going into Saturday, going into the weekend. I bet we get a bombshell. So something's going to drop. Like, like outside of – I think we're going to hear probably by the time this podcast rolls out, Jim Harbaugh may be suspended by the Big Ten, which it sounds like he might get – I'm not going to claim – I'm not a lawyer – it, he he could get an injunction, which allows him to do it. I don't know what that means. He allows him to be on the sideline. Do you think it's bigger than that, or are you saying that's what it is? That could be it. That very well could be it. Um, I just think we get something. And if he coaches, on if he does coach on Saturday, I'm just looking forward to the halftime interview, right? When he's running off the field and you have the sideline reporter chasing him down with a microphone, what question they're going to ask him, right? Is it going to be about the game, what's going on on the field against the Nittany Lions, or is it going to be – Jim, how does your team, you know, focus with all of these allegations swirling around the program? Uh, it's not going to stop. It, it, we're, we got another, you know, eight weeks of this before the season's over, and it's going to be a drip feed of Jim Harbaugh news daily. Man, I tell you what, if Jim Harbaugh gets that suspension and then gets that injunction or whatever that is, I think it's like Jim Harbaugh may not even speak to the reporter. He might just blow them off. I feel like he's against everything <laughs> that's going arm, on right uh, now. Yeah, just stiff arm the sideline reporter. He, and just he might going. stiff arm. Or he might be the first coach that decides he's not doing the handshake at the end of the game. He just runs to the tunnel. He might He might change everything up. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, it'll be interesting, but I do think we're probably going to have more drips, right? Like, uh, whoever's dropping this, like we got some big games coming on. You're not wrong with Friday. A couple weeks we got Michigan, Ohio State. We'll probably hear more between now and then. Um, I think you're you're probably spot on with what's coming out. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking forward to these things finally playing out on the field and instead of through the media each week. So we'll see. Well, this will be a great weekend. We got some great football. We didn't even talk about the other games that are going on, but there's a lot of good football this weekend. So tune in, watch some football. And uh, Mari, you ready to wrap it up? Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe on Spotify or, or whatever platform you use. You can follow us on X at BTR Show Pod. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you guys next time.